Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Four Thumbs in a Podcast. This is going to be our season preview episode. Just before we get started, just want to give a thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Football Prizes. As you know, we worked with them for the last six months, gave away some great prizes and a few of you have been lucky enough to win them. Just wanted to let you know what this week's prize is. It's a Kyogo signed and framed Celtic shirt. It's a great prize to win if you're lucky enough to get the ticket that wins. There's also two instant win prizes. One's a Cameron Carter Vickers signed and framed. Celtic Montage and the other prize is also this season's home kit you can win them instantly if you draw ticket number 45 or number 88 you'll be assigned one of them if you do if not you'll still be in the draw for the Kyogo shirt so tickets for this draw cost £3.95 but we can get you a wee discount if you use our code 4times10 at checkout that'll get you 10% off but yeah why not enter that and you'll be supporting the podcast at the same time but thanks very much to Football Prizes and thanks to everybody that's bought tickets using our code as well it helps us out get We're recording on Friday night before the Aberdeen game and as Celtic's 22-23 season is about to officially become underway in the past three season where they, where they were undefeated and although that was all about getting minutes in the legs it's good to have came through that. Start with Tony. Tony was going to Ange's second season and a lot of people didn't expect much Last season, I think they'll be expecting more of the same that actually came because it did turn out to be a hugely successful season. What are you expecting for Andrew's sixth season? Uh, a lot of goals, probably both ways, especially in the Champions League. Uh, excitement, I'm expecting good football. Yeah, but I'm expecting another fun season. I mean, I think last season was extremely enjoyable for a number of reasons, probably because we weren't expected to win anything. A lot of great moments, last-minute goals, finally winning at places like Easter Road and Livingston, and then the cup final, and then actually the fact we get back to beating Rangers again, I know, was exactly what we needed in order to, to win the title, and we were deserved winners. We were unbelievably consistent after the first eight games. I'm expecting a stronger start this time. I must admit, I think we're in a much better place in terms of the squad and the preparation the managers had. No Champions League qualifiers. But the points tally, the points tally we got last season, I think it was around 90-something. 
you can hit that again, you'll be doing well. But I know the manager wants to improve further. So, as you say, he's undefeated in pre-season. Don't know if that goes for too much. But I've seen some of the games. Some of the goals we scored were fantastic. Um, I think McGregor hit a tatty in the Arterboric game was a great one. So, uh, just full of excitement. But I know people will be unable to really concentrate because they'll be really annoyed about the new banners and they wanted the old banners or they wanted different banners. So, no, it's definitely time for the, the season to kick back off and people arguing about fucking dross like that. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And obviously a big announcement today about Banky are stepping down. So, I don't know who the, who the new chairman will be, but I think there's a rumour going about it. might be a familiar face. So, uh, it's, it's exciting times and hopefully it's the... Uh, the beginning of the season where we're going to retain a title and, and make an impact in Europe, but uh, I've said quite a lot that that's going to be a, a massive task. Aye, as you say, it's, there's a load of fronts we're on. We've had no qualifiers uh, this season, so it's been a, a really different sort of pre-season that we've been used to. We've also, Danny, I'll bring you in just before we get into the proper preview. In terms of Celtic's transfer business, they seem to have got most of it done before the season begins, which again is very unlike Celtic that we've came in over the last 10-15 years. We've obviously got a few new faces like Bernabe, Maurice Jens, Ben Segrist as well, but perhaps the two most important signings were the boys that were here last season. They were on loan, obviously Cameron Carter-Vickers and Jota I'm referring to. How important do you think Celtic getting these transfers done early will be? Because especially the two that we did retain, like they came very late in the transfer window. Do you think, we'll, as Tony said, that last season was a bit of a slow start? We lost the first six games in the league. So are you expecting that sort of polar opposite to that when we take to the field on Sunday? I don't think we'll lose three of the first six games this time. I will. I'd hope we will. Mate. Getting Jota and Carter Vickers permanently was such a boost. It should have been done, though, like, for January onwards. It was pretty much a tap-in, in my opinion. I, it's probably true that Jota's agent floated him around Europe before he actually signed, which is his right today. But, you know, we're definitely happy to keep Jota and Carter Vickers. It's, I'm going to contradict myself. I don't think the squad's massively improved, but I think the squad will massively improve. I think every player in the team, especially the 17-18 that Ange trusts and, you know, the players that play most weeks, the kind of main squad, they'll all take a step forward this year under Ange. I've got no doubt about that. People like Hattati, who's looked good in pre-season, O'Reilly, Turnbull, Kyogo, Maeda, Jackie Marcus, Jota, Carter Vickers, Starfield, Taylor, Hart. You know, the whole team, they'll all take a step forward. And I would have liked, I would have liked maybe a kind of an Encham type signing member after the Invincible treble. You're thinking, how do you improve on that? And then you get and get Encham, who is, you know, on his day, a very, very accomplished footballer. I was kind of looking for maybe a player like that to come in, and he might still come in. But I don't think, I think Burnaby will be a good addition eventually, he's, but he's got to take time to settle. He's, you know, the pace, the South American football, the intensity, and you can say Scottish football is fast and frantic and intense and all that, but it's a completely different culture for a boy. He's going to take time to settle in. Jens, I think, I, I mean, I didn't see him last week, I've never seen any game, but we, we would have heard for obviously you talking and I cut the up against Stevie for Gigpod. They were quite impressed with what they seen with him. So hopefully he can come in and provide competition at the back. Because we like Stephen Welsh and you always want to see your own day well and come through and make it. But I think still yet to be convinced that you could trust Stephen Welsh. Not no trust him, that's maybe a bit harsh, but I don't think he's the answer week in, week out. So hopefully Jens can be there as third choice and put pressure on. I think Julian's a lost cause, unfortunately. You know. But I, th- I think we're maybe a player short. Like, you know, I don't know. 
But I think, as I say, I don't like what matters too much because I think everybody in the team will take a step forward. I'm really looking forward to this season. All we heard last year was how better Angie's teams are after two seasons, so uh, after the first season and the second season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, how we are. And I'd say that on here probably last year and the year before and the year before that, but pre-season means absolutely nothing to me. As long as nobody breaks their leg and everybody gets minutes, I'm not I'm no that fussed about results or anything. But what I have seen, um, I, I watched is against... Rapid Vienna and I watched uh, the other game, Blanik or Strava, before we went to Prague and we, uh, Tony's right, we're going to score a lot of goals this year and maybe Ange might just have, we were talking about it part of the day with guys, I said to the fan, he was saying he's young, Ange might have just thrown caution in the wind and say let's just win 3-2 every week, so it's not enough we are, but I do think it'll be a, I, I think it'll be a goal-laden season. And just to stay on transfers for two seconds, Danny, how do you think we'll cope with the, the impact that Tom Rogic had last season? Obviously, <sighs> a lot of everybody was emotional at the end, but I, I think we're going to miss him a lot more than people sort of realise. I think that, like, O'Reilly's great, Hattati's great, but I don't think we've got anybody that's that sort of Rogic-type player. No, you're going to miss him. Of course you're going to miss him, but O'Reilly was brought in to be Rogic's replacement. I know that. They're different players, but in the sense that they're very similar in a lot of ways, where they play off the right and Angie's system, left footed, float about, very good on the ball. O'Reilly was Rogic's replacement. That was a bit of foresight. I, I don't think they planned to sign O'Reilly. What I've heard is it's kind of a chance that they were looking at him and they thought he would do well and they were maybe trying to get him this summer. And the chance came in January and they, they took it, which was the right thing to do. And he's been a revelation. I think he'll have a brilliant season this year. So, uh, as much as we will miss Rogic, of course we will. He was a great player for his early years. His replacement was already signed and he did have a really good season last year, but I think, I don't want to say we'll not miss him, but I don't think I don't think we'll be looking back at the end of the season. If it, go, if it all goes wrong and we don't win, if we don't win the league, we don't win end. And I don't think we'll be looking at John saying, do you know what, it's because Tom Rogge's left. And maybe that's harsh, but that's just the way I feel. No, that's fair enough. I'm probably slightly different. I think I think we're a big miss to let I know. It maybe was time we go, but I think that... Just with the dynamism of him and like the sort of individual brilliance that he can bring you moments in a game. But uh, as you say, like O'Reilly's a great signing and I'm sure he will just step up more. And you've obviously got a guy like Tumble as well who missed the second half of last season. Well, most of it anyway, he'll be in about there as well. But Andy, as I said, the expectations are completely changed from what they were last season. Like, I don't think many people expected us to win anything, never mind two trophies. What's your expectations for any and just second season? Ah, it's weird. If you go 12 months ago and we were all sitting here, it was very much that, right, we're going to need to give the manager a season to sort of find out where we're at, improve the team, bring quality in, um, and, and maybe if we're obviously honest about it, I think we all said an agreement on here that it would be sort of this time, after a full year in the job in his second year, that we'd be looking to win the league. But obviously, Ange exceeded everybody's expectations. He came in and really just, obviously, there was a bit of a shaky start. But once he got his ideas across to the players and the players sort of picked up and, and started to believe in it and, and got behind it, then you've seen what was possible. And I think somebody's already mentioned it, but well, for, the, for the minute Ange came in, everybody's said about it. His second season's really when you see the, the Ange ball, if you will, or, or what he's really capable of. So I think everything coming together is obviously leaving the expectations high, which, let's be honest, they should be and they will be. As a Celtic manager, that's just the way. It's, it's, it's the nature of the beast. When, when you're in charge of Celtic, like you're going to have really high expectations, and rightly so, and I think the manager thrives on it. So what everybody said, I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm, if I 
fucking desperate for a fit body to get back. It's nothing worse when it's no there. You, you realise just how much a big, big part of your life it is. But on the transfer subject, I, I think there's still going to be business done. I know there's obviously the talk of Mikey Johnston going out and loan or leaving or whatever it may be. There's been a couple of moves for Stephen Welsh. I, I think there's still a couple of deals to happen. I mean, even looking back at sort of last summer with the, the deadline day signings, I, I won't be surprised if the club are trying to work on one or two things. And it's maybe hinging on whether sort of Johnston goes. Or, I, I just get get the sense that we're not quite done yet, which, again, going after the manager's track record of signing players, then fully supportive of it because I've no doubts that they will improve the club or improve the squad in some way. So I, I don't think we're done there, but on sort of where we're at at the minute, and listen, I think any team's going to miss a player. I, a Tom Rogic's quality. He's he's shown time and time again just how good a player he was. A uh, big game player. Pulled out of many a hole. We we's quality. He's not just get sort of a, a midfielder that provides for our players. Like he, he would score goals and he would score big goals at big moments. We could all probably list you ten after Tapia he did that he's contributed to so it's obviously he's going to be a massive miss for any team but I don't think the manager's going to be complicit in that I, I don't think it's going to be something that will harm us too much I reckon it's something we've looked to into trying to combat O'Reilly obviously was brought in as a sort of long-term successor to Rogic but I think there'll still be an element of allowing other players to to come in and, and sort of pick up the goals and the assists that you're, you're losing. We've seen it before when McGregor having the capability to move further up the park and, and sort of offer more into games. I, I reckon it's something you'll see more this season than you perhaps did last season. Obviously, Moykin is a different type of player, but he's probably going to sit a bit deeper. So it'll, it'll likely allow for McGregor to do that. And then O'Reilly's going to have another year under his belt. I completely agree with, I think, I think it might have been, it was Danny that one he said it earlier that, I think everybody's going to take a step forward in this team. I think whatever players have remained here and will remain here in the sort of playing squad, that 17, 18, whatever it may be, I think they're here because they're trusted and they're here because they've bought into what the manager wants today. His ideas and they're becoming better football players. I fully believe that and I reckon you'll start to see that. I mean, we all seen the turnaround and guys like Tony Ralston last year, so I'm excited to see him himself, what, what further steps he can take, and, and everybody else in the squad, what, how, how many strides they're going to take forward in their careers, and I'm really looking forward to getting back to it. I definitely you've covered a lot here, but I, I, as the listeners will be used to, we're sort of as unprofessional as ever. Tony has to go, and uh, so I'm going to quickly get his predictions in. So, Tony, first up with domestic, how, how are we going to do it domestically? I think the league title race is going to be really close, I must admit. I think both teams are actually in a good position. I'd love to say we're going to steamroll them, but I just, for the level of opposition, I just, I see it being quite tight. I think we'll win the league, but I think it'll be, I think we'll probably go to the, the kind of second last day again, something like that. But I think we'll, I think we'll go over the line because I think your tactics are more suited to, to beating teams in this league, the way we press, kind of poor level of players and win the ball back and just kind of never stop. So I think we'll win the league and I, I think we'll win the Scottish Cup. I'm not going to predict just for a treble, I think that may be quite difficult. Um, and if they don't win the League Cup, you'd assume the other side will win it. That seems that was the way it went last year. What was the other one? You want a European prediction? Ah, Europe. So where, where's our European journey going to end? <laughs> Fuck knows. I mean, if we get a bad draw, then it'll end in the 
we'll, we'll end fourth, doesn't he? Two ways about it. As much as I think we've got a good manager, we've got a good squad. I just some of the teams. I mean, if you end up getting like Liverpool, I mean, I just don't see how you take it off these teams. They're just too good. Same with like kind of Real Madrid, Man City, with Haaland. If you get a favourable draw, then you've got a chance. I mean, I, I want Frankfurt. I know people probably think that's basically just for a bit of fun, but I genuinely think we could compete against them. I don't think we're a, a superb team. You can get me with Sevilla and Salzburg. I, I may want them for the trips. It, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I think if we get a difficult group, I think we'll finish bottom. If we get a competitive group, I think I think we could finish second. So it's difficult to say. I need, I need to look at the draw and then I could get a, a better scope. Sorry if you can hear a lot of background noise. I'm actually outside the pub getting ready to go in, which will come to a shock to absolutely no cunt. So what was the next question? Player of the year. Who's going to be your player of the year? Kyogo. He's our best player, so... I'm opting for him as player of the year. I'm, that's, that's just my thinking. I think if he stays fully fit, he'll be a top goal scorer. I think Jack Amakis will run him close, don't get me wrong, but I just I just think he's a special talent. So for me, player of the year, Kyogo. And just before you go, one mad prediction for this season. A mad prediction? Um, fuck, that's a good one. Well, I, th- I think Dyson Maida's going to play a massive role. I don't think that's mad, but I think a lot of people doubt him and don't think he's a good player. I, I think he's going to have a, a huge impact on the team. I don't have any other that's particularly mad but I genuinely think he's going to have a, a huge impact on the, on the season I think, I think he's a very good player I think he just needs to work on a few different aspects of his game but I would do my prediction right I'm about to get pissed that, that's fair enough so we'll, we'll, we'll let you go we'll catch you up next week when Celtic race the league flag again right we will get back to a running order now and I will come to Danny and we'll talk about Celtic in Europe I know Ange's first season in Europe, it was sorry, a mixed bag. We obviously had the disappointment against Michelin where we dropped out of the Champions League, although that game came very early in the season for us. Europa League was a tough group we got. We took nine points out of the group, scored plenty of goals, but it ultimately did drop out of the into the Conference League. And then I think for a lot of people, the Conference League was a sort of bit of a low point for a lot of people in terms of losing that game to Bodo quite easily when they came to Celtic Park and won and then setting like the sort of non-event that Celtic seem to have accepted their fate but Danny as as we spoke about we don't have any qualifiers it's only we teams that are playing Champions League qualifiers this year we are straight into the group stage it's I think must be the first time since Stratton that we've been put straight in and first time we've even been in the group stage since Brendan Rodgers second season how do you think Celtic will go on obviously it's draw dependent but how is Ange's team set up to be equipped in this Champions League? Ange's team is set up to either be a complete surprise package and go through or take a fucking tooling in every game. There's no na- there's na- other way about it. I'd like to think we'll not take any doings this year in the Champions League, but it seems a wee bit inevitable with the way that we play. And Ange isn't going to change for anybody. And folk will come out now and say, you need to be pragmatic and blah, blah, blah. Rodgers wasn't pragmatic. Ange isn't going to be pragmatic. He's going to set his team up to how he thinks he can beat these teams. Fucking, I mean, I remember Rodgers playing five at back against Barca and getting beat seven nothing, and then he tried the same thing at Bayern Munich and we get beat three, and it was three get on nine. And he's going to set a team up to try and play football. He's not got any other way, right? It's it's just the way it is, and it could be ugly, but then again, it could be beautiful if the team takes that step that we all think they will. It could be decent. Last year was. Was a match bag? You give Andrew another two weeks and we beat Mitchelland. Might have got horse that. I think, I think if Beaton does they get sent off in the first game, we'll probably win it 3 0. So that's fair as well, but I mean, we would have got humped off PSV in the next round, more more likely than no, but still, I think that would have put us right into Europe, eh? Or, do we need to play two games in 
I know we beat Jablonek. Oh, I have to beat AZ, don't we? Aye, so. Uh, that's right, aye. So, we obviously would have to have played another like, round, but we'd have got through one round in the Champions League. Europa League, I was actually quite content. I just wanted to win the league last year. And we were playing really well. The team were bonding, getting gelling together in, in the Europa League. We put, I mean, I would say out of, out of the six games that we played, I think we played well. I think we played well in all six of them. Even we get humped for not enough by a Leverkusen at Parkhead, but their keeper was the best player in the park. And it was the same mistakes that haunted us then that, that haunted us before and haunted us in the, the Bodo game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not as if we deserved to win the game against Leverkusen. They were very good, but we put, gave a good account of ourselves. Bet us away for 70 minutes. We were brilliant and just, did a really, just done a really stupid, stupid thing. Lost goals and bunches and it cost us it cost us a game. Leverkusen away, but we're fucking outstanding. And again, through away. And against Venezuela, we played really well. So you could see some, you know, a, a resemblance to a good Celtic team in Europe last year. Bodo was just a fucking disaster. I mean, they come to Parkhead, they scored really early. And then they got a second goal for, I think it was two bad mistakes. Yours, I can't quite remember. But I always thought that night against Bodo, if we'd have scored in the first half, we'd have won and won. The second leg was just a, a training session, really. We, you know, they, they they were as hungry as they were in the first leg. They'd, I mean, they'd take six half Roma at that stadium, so they weren't going to turn up and just play the 90 minutes. So they were right up for it. This year, straight into the Champions League, it's set up to be either... It's going to be hectic, kamikaze fit, as we said last year, but who knows? Maybe the team maybe the team have gelled and learned some lessons. But as, as Tony said, and as you said, it's draw dependent. I'd love Frankfurt or Portland. If you, you know... You, it used to be, it used to be a cut like when we were in the Champions League next years, right under a new one under Strang. You'd look at it. I think one pot two one of the years, but even in pot three, I think we're generally always in pot three. But I think one pot two one of the years. But you would look at it and you would go, right, any team for pot one, and then you know you, nowadays pot threes for pot fours get fucking good teams in it. Pot, but pot two is just loaded with the the next eight. You know what I mean? I think Chelsea and Pot 2 and like Bayern Munich. I don't I think Bayern Munich might be Pot 2. I don't know. But because um, Frankfurt are there, but I don't know. But there's just fucking insane amount of teams in Pot 2. So you're looking at straight away, you're looking at a fight for third. And it's all going to come down to the, the two games against the team that are in third. But then you might get the best team in Pot 3. We've really had no luck with draws recently. But it would be nice to get a wee bit of luck in a draw and get a Frankfurt. I think there's a couple of other teams, but it's it's... It's draw dependent, and I mean, for for once, I don't want, I, I I don't want the glamour draw. I've never wanted the glamour draw, but this year especially, I just want a boring draw, which gives us a chance to get into the last sixteen. But it's, let's just be honest, it's going to be a tall order, isn't it? And we're more, more, more likely looking at coming on here in December, and oh, but it's going to be December this year. I think it's going to be like October or something, and saying right, let's just fucking focus on the league and. Let's enjoy World Cup and then focus on winning the league again. So, no get the highest hopes of the It'll be great to be there. And we've not been there in ages, but hopefully the team uses it as a, as a learning curve. I definitely, as you say, it's a good five years since we've been there. So, it'll be just good to be back. But I think hopefully, we, there was a lot in the, as you say, Europa League group stage. Like every game, like even the one we lost 4 now, like, but if you look more so at the two tough away games at Betis and Leverkusen, we were winning for a long period in the games. and as you say, it was sort of daft things like losing goals in bunches uh, that done us in, in that. But I, I think 
I'm going to be controversial and say, well, I don't even know if it's controversial, it probably is, but I think expectations should be raised a bit just because of what that mob where the across the city done. Like, I know Champions League's obviously a much tougher competition, but I think the sort of level of teams that they came up against and sort of most of what they done at home and how they made their stadium a fortress and sort of that's where they got their real success. Like, I, I think they really need to look to make Celtic Park a fortress like you know in the early 2000s teams did dread coming to Celtic Park and like obviously it's a pure combined effort between the fans players manager like you need everything like to go your way and I know there's obviously a massive gap now between us and the elite teams but I think that the Champions League as much as it could take six doings like that's a long and short here but as you said I think I think we're sort of prepped to be a potential surprise package where we just sort of catch teams cold and uh, if, we're, if we're a bit better defensively than we were last season which we should be because when we're playing these games we'll be 12 months down the line and 12 months like better prepared and have better players as well so obviously recruited since then as well so I'm I'm very interested to see how we do cope like, I know we're Celtic so we'll just get the three toughest teams we can get possible and some people just write it off but it'll be I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it and seeing how we do come up against these sort of top teams but Andy this, this year it'll be 10 years since the Lennon Lions got to the last 16 in the Champions League. Do you think there's any chance that Ange can lead his team to do the same? It's going to be a tall order, I think, regardless of who you get in the group. As Danny mentioned, it seems as if it's a different world for when sort of Stratton and Lennon and O'Neill's original. Sort of, we were in the Champions League, the groups just seem much harder now than they were then in terms of the pots just seem stacked with really, really sort of top-level opposition. Just though, and what you have said about the ties and how people are wanting to set up I think it's, I always find it a baffling argument that people expect us to you've got a team who play attractive attacking football it's kamikaze every single week week in week out but then because fucking I don't know Liverpool are coming to park they want us to sit in and stick 11 men behind the ball and try and notate a doing I mean there's just so much wrong with that train of thought it's uh, it doesn't make any sense that you've if you've Teams that do that have, have built a team to do that. They've, they've got a team of hatchet men, a team who that's all the day week in, week out. Like if you look at some fucking dross like Burnley or something, or even up here, like some shite you see in the league, like that, that's the way they play week in, week out. That's what they drill week in, week out. Like you can't turn around and start telling players like fucking Yota and Kyogo and Maida, right, you're going to no cross the fucking halfway line and just batter everything up the park when it comes to you because you're shiting yourself or taking a do and you can't go into games like that. Um, no other team in a similar sort of vein if there's always comparisons made with us and like Red Bull Salzburg. Like, you don't see teams like that play doing that. It's just, it doesn't even come into their train of thought. It's, we've, got, we've got an identity. We've got a way of playing this game and that's just the way we're going to go about it. If you take a do and so be it. Like, use it as a learning curve. Improve for it. Get better. Um, I, it's I'm bracing myself that inevitably like as you said it's Celtic in Europe we're going to end up with the fucking three hardest teams you can possibly see Um, I, I don't doubt that for a second but I want them to go and have a go I want them to really see where they're at because um, as Danny mentioned it, it, you could see something amazing happen like, you, you see these results sometimes obviously we've not been in the Champions League in a while but I'm sure everybody pays attention to it, you see some results you see some games where 
it's uh, it's just a brilliant entertaining game of football and it's two teams having a go at it um even in recent memory there was the games between Salzburg and Liverpool where obviously Liverpool were the better team but Salzburg had a go at them they weren't afraid and, and they were scoring goals like, that's the way you've got to look at it um you, you can't be afraid of them and you've got to go and sort of put your mark in the game and and, and let the players let, let the players play their game um, and, and sort of set out because ultimately if, if they can have any sort of period of success against teams like that it's only going to give them confidence um, but as for the last 16 I think it's probably a step too far although I'm, I, I, I'll always be optimistic um, I say that and the groups will come out and I'll be, I'll be coming on here telling you we were going to get 9 or 12 points for you but it's, it's a tall order but I, I'm like you as long as we, we go and get a good account of ourselves. I, I would bite your horn off to come third and drop into the Europa League. Um, but as I say, we'll, we'll all be optimistic once the groups come out and we know who we've got. Ah, exactly. Obviously, we'll do a bit of a special episode once we actually get that drawn. We can plot where we're getting our 18 points from. But uh, we'll move on to domestic action now, Danny. It's, we won the league before four points uh, last season. That was quite the turnaround from the season before. Uh, we also picked up the League Cup, which I think was a massive point in last season. How do you see this season going? Obviously, I think finally we might stop hearing about mad bloggers and other such types talking about how that mobility is going to go bust now that they've actually sold a few players and they've obviously had a European run. Maybe we'll be able to focus on the football. And they, they've lost a few key players, but they have signed some replacements. Obviously, it depends. It remains to be seen how uh, they get on, but are you like Tony? Do you expect a very close title race next season and same in the Cups? Or do you think that Celtic, or perhaps no Celtic, could go on and win the league quite comfortably? No, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't know why it's going to go at the minute. Um, I, would, I think I'd, I would back Celtic on uh, just on the basis that I'm convinced that the whole team will push forward. And uh, Sorry. Um, just on the basis that I'm convinced everybody in the team will take a massive step forward. But at the minute, I think there's not even a fag paper between the two teams. I think we were really good last year. We we were completely and thoroughly worthy title winners last year. And in the game against Parkhead, we blew them away. And that that was and at Ibrooks we were very good and deserved to win the game as well. But I I think apart from I think the other games, but apart from the three nothing game where we blew them away, I think every game could have conceivably went either way. I mean, we scored, if Edward scores that tap in at Ibrox week one and one, and do you know what? We might have won the league. We might have won the league at the park if Edward would have scored last that goal and we don't want to win at Ibrox. We might have won the league by 15, 20 points because, I mean, imagine that Ange team turning up there with no fans and beating them. You know what I mean? That could have fucking finished them. As early as that, I mean, Gerard might have left a month or two before. Um, and then the 3 nothing game, as I say, we played them away. We were phenomenal in that game. Fully deserved to win. Um, and then at Ibrooks, you know, we're a goal down. We had to dig deep. We, we could have been, that could have been a role reverse of what happened at Parkhead. But, you know, we did never a lot better team than them we, at the time. And we got the win. And then the last game, we should have been out of sight before they scored. But then they had chances to win it at the end. So, in the Scottish Cup semi-final was... I thought a game very, very poor quality. I thought we'd nicked it when we scored first and then obviously Carla Vickers should have scored and made it 2-0 and then we would have went on and won it and we'd be sitting talking about a treble now. But I don't think, apart from the 3 nothing game, I don't think there's ever been a massive gulf between the teams this year. I said it when they beat us on here in August. I said, you know, it was a 
50-50 games here will be a set piece and I think um, whereas I thought it Parky obviously blew him away cup semi-final they deserved to beat us we were really poor in that game um, especially the, the longer that game went on the worse we seemed to get but I did think we'd nicked it um, and then and so I don't think there's an awful lot I think, they, I, I think they've improved I think they've improved their squad I don't know about their starting 11 because um, they seem to have kept all their kind of mainstays that were meant to be going Um We'll see how it fits the players in. Like, this new striker, is he going to take Morelos' place? You know, who knows? Just a couple of, you know, the boy Matundo's meant to be quite highly rated, but I've not really seen much of him to, to comment. Um, I don't think their defence is getting any better. I think keeping Goldson, uh, do you know what, it's probably a good thing for them in the long term, but um, I, I, I don't rate him very highly. I think he was solid under Gerrard. I don't think he can be arsed to um, But him and Bassey just about cost him the Europa League. Um, still, so still get questions over their goalkeeper as well. They seem to, you know, there's no sort of data shoot. I think their number one that they thought would be their number one is going to be Celtic's number two this season. Um, so I see the league being very, very tight, and I think if Celtic can keep up the momentum that we've got uh, under Ange at one in the league, and we just if we sorry if we keep that on and kick on again this season, I think we will win the league. I think we'll win the league again. Um, and I think the treble's up for grabs. I wouldn't say that I think we will win it, but I think it's up for grabs. Um, but I just think with the stop starting later of the season, with the season um, breaking for the World Cup and the Champions League and stuff, it's got to be a lot of football um, all the season. So with the League Cup and stuff, so we need to, the League Cup, the Champions League, it's got to be daft football for a couple of months. It'll be dead exciting. But if we can just again, I think, I think I'm right in saying this, Darren, that the team that wins the league wins it gets into the Champions League again straight away. Is that right? If that's the case then, you know, it's win the league at all costs. Which it is anyway, but even even more this year. If we win the league if we win the league and nothing else, I'll be happy. I've, that's just the way I look at it. Um I'll no be jumping for joy if we get humped out both cups and get done in Europe but if we win the league it's got you know you win the league you get to enjoy the summer so that's the way I look at it and I think, I think we will win the league just a bit Aye that's it as, as you say with such a monumental prize on offer it is it should be all that matters and of course it is for a lot of fans all that matters and it was great to retain it we've obviously won 10 in the last 11 league titles so hopefully we'll be adding to that but Andy would you make it do you think it's going to be a close match up like, I think it's I'll, I'll tell you where I am I think it's I think there's a good chance that Celtic could really establish an early lead. I think they're very reliant on their new signings sort of hitting the ground running, and they may well do that, but they sort of relied on that in January as well, and it didn't happen. And I think Danny sort of pinpointed that I don't think their starting eleven is going to be as strong just because Bassey and Aribo were massive players for them, especially like the last four or five months of the season, that European run, like they were, they were extremely pivotal and getting them the success that they, they eventually got and like I, I just think that Celtic is being so well drilled and 12 months down the line into Ange's ways and have been basically like I know a lot of people will say oh the squad's no change but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing I think we've done the recruitment we needed to and added in a few areas like you've obviously got the chance that guys like Moy and Burnley and the likes could come in and have a massive impact but Having the core of that squad and not losing anybody big from like you're starting eleven, like I think there's a good chance that we'll we'll carry on this sort of thirty two game unbeaten run in the league and it it'll take some team to stop that because I know Van Broncos got a lot of credit for what he done at Rangers since he came in, but he's I think had four goals at Ange and nobody able to beat him in ninety minutes. I know they won the cup game and deservedly so, but I think that was a bit of an anomaly. I don't know. 
I, I still can't pinpoint this day what went wrong with Celtic that day because it, they just didn't turn up. And but even at that, like as Danny said, we probably should have went on to win it. All. I don't think probably we definitely should have. We had the lead and then had the glorious chance to make it two, which would have finished it. But I, I think there's every chance that Celtic will start this league season on fire and come up with some sort of really impressive winning streak uh, in the league. And look, I, I might look stupid when we come on here on Monday after we drew I think Stavardine, but I think there's every chance that we'll start the way we did last season where we sort of blow teams away. Uh, but what was your thoughts on the domestic front, Andy? I mean, I, I think we can all sort of put to bed. I know there's a lot of people that would just never want to give them any credit and to be honest, I don't really want it either, but you can sort of put to bed the notion that they're not a good side. They've obviously got away of playing football and they're quite efficient at it. Um, you, they're not going to get to a European final if that's not the case but I'm with Danny and yourself I think they've lost two big players um, have they replaced them I don't know but ultimately it's, it's, all, it's, it's about us uh, it doesn't really matter what they do who they sign who they sell I don't I've, I've never really confessed to care but what their balance book looks like I couldn't give less of a fuck it just doesn't matter to me um, it's about what Selig do and how we perform and I think the big thing, as you say, people are saying, oh, they've only signed a couple of players and two of them were players that were there last year. I think the big thing you need to remember, and a lot of people would do well to remember, was that for large parts of last season we were really down to the bare bones. Um, There's periods of time we were, we didn't get a striker. Um, Kyogo was out for extended periods of time, Jackie Marcus was out. I could get through every, every single position of that team and there was just the period of time we were missing a key player in there. Um, and I think that's massive. And it obviously played a big factor. Um, there was the sort of that sort of period of a breakdown, if you like, where a lot of people's hammies were gone. And there was similar injuries happening through the team. And I think that's because of the, the type of football and the, and the sort of way that the players were now being asked to play. Obviously, I think that had an impact on them. So keeping the squad together for the most part is not a bad thing. I think one. I think the big bonus is that we've not had any major losses. We've no, like obviously Juranovic was heavily linked to Atletico Madrid. Didn't lose him. Um, managed to keep sort of managed to keep Yota getting back. Got Vickers getting back. Um, again holding on to Hugo's, Jackie Marcus, McGregor's. Like, keeping players here is a massive thing because it, it it would then become maybe an issue for me that we go out and we say we sell one of the sort of the starting eleven if you like. It's you then need to replace that. And obviously that's such a that's a, that's a bigger headache. Um, so I think that's massive. Um, as I said before, I think we've recruited well so far. Um, obviously defence was an area that we needed improvement on. We've bought a left back, brought in another centre half. Um, so that's I think that's huge. So it's, it's and I said I said at the start of the show that I think we're going to sign one or two more. I still think that's a possibility. But domestically, it's, it really is all down to us. Um, there's a lot of dross in this league. There's going to be weeks where you can't be turning and looking to fucking teams like Motherwell and fucking Kilmarnock and St Mirren to be taking points off them. Like, obviously, there was times last season we were you know, looking for a wee favour or two, but you've got to just keep our mind in ourselves. And I think the manager's really proficient at that. I think it will, it's down to how we perform. Um, and with you, Dan, I really think that we could be on the sort of the edge of, of starting another sort of quite a lengthy winning streak hopefully um, I think there's there's every bit of ability in that squad today so and I, I see no reason why not and I, I know we said it for long enough last year but I, I reckon there's going to be some absolute doings dished out in the league this year um, there's obviously there's, there's some fucking shite in the league like Motherwell you've seen their embarrassing performance in Europe um, 
this week and last week, but I, I reckon not just that, but how good we can be, particularly going forward. I mean, there's pre-season games I try not to look too much into. It's just glorified training matches, but um, there's been glimpses, uh, just uh, phases of play and, and the way we work at times. And you're, I think you're starting to see so much coming through and full pre-seasons and players' legs. I, I really I can see some teams being on the end absolute downs this year, Dan. And um, I, I think it's we're going to take some stop domestically. Um, and as I say, it's no matter how good how good the, the other team are, it's, it's down to us. Um, we just need to be better, and, and I think we will be. Definitely hope so. I'd like, I know we gave a few downs, it would be good to give a few more out. But we've got only our predictions now, and then stay tuned because we've got some of your comments that you sent in to us coming up as well. But well, I'm just going to ask the same questions that we asked Tony. I'll ask myself first. Uh, so domestically, I think we're going to win the treble. Like, I, I just think when we're on our day, there's no team in the country that can touch us. And I, as I said, with the league, I think it probably will be close. And I think Andy's got a good point. The, the draws in the league's not going to do many favours, so maybe it won't be as sort of wide margin as I suggested. But I think that there's a good chance that we will get an early lead and it'll sort of be case of catches if he can. Uh, and I don't think anybody will be able to. So, just purely, I, I'm not even trying to be sort of cocky about saying we win a treble. I just think if we turn up, we will win yeah, the two cups as well. But if I was to choose one, I'd probably. I, I miss not being in the Scottish Cup final this year. That was uh, one I'd like to get back to. Uh, but on Europe as well, I think there's. I, I think we might set a new record for for in, for goals in a game. I think we'll probably draw some deal at Liverpool and there'll be a sort of eight four game or something. I think there'll be something mad like that in the Champions League, but. I think we will drop out of the Champions League, but I think we will get enough points to secure third place and we'll finally get rid of that daft to do about winning games after Christmas in Europe and we'll get to the Europa League quarterfinal will be my prediction for that. Player of the year, I've, uh, there's a few that I was thinking about and I'll not say too much about them because uh, some of you two might have predicted them, but I'm going to go for Jota. I think that he's the one that uh, we waited all summer for and I think if he continues the way that he seems to be in pre-season and that he was for like a good part of last season I think that Jota will scoop every player of the year award that is given out uh, next year and I think that will be really sort of similar to last season where you probably will have another five or six behind them really going for it and obviously if that's the case then it means Celtic having a good season if you're having that discussion but Jota's going to be mine and my short prediction for uh, next season is that, oh, I don't know, I'm between two and I'm going to be, I hope this is shock I know Tony's with me a massive shock with his mind issue, but I think in about three, four months there will be a time when there's a serious conversation about whether Callum McGregor's a starter for Celtic. I think that, and that's not a slight on McGregor, he's obviously a fantastic player, fantastic captain, but I think our midfield's going to be on a you different level this season. Up. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just think there's, I think everybody's going to be massively on top of their game, and I, I think he will stay in the team. But I think there'll be a serious discussion to be had. But Danny, I'll come to you since you were so keen to jump in and mind there. Give me your domestic domestic prediction first. See, I've got I've got the shock here, so there you go. It's, it's a great shock prediction. It's controversial and it's certifiable. Um, Domestic prediction will win the league. I think it's going to be very close. I, uh, 
I think we'll pull away. I th- in fact, I think we'll, I like you. I think we'll get out to a lead, and I don't think we'll get caught. So there is that. I think we'll end up winning it by about eight points. Um, in the cups, I don't really care. I think we'll win the Scottish Cup. Uh, and one probably wants to complete the set. I think we'll do that this year. Um, because who doesn't want to be Scottish Cup champions at the end of the season? And the League Cup, do you know what? I'll make a silly prediction and say Aberdeen will win the League Cup. They're out, aren't they? Are Aberdeen at the League Cup? <laughs> I don't think Aberdeen will win the League Cup if they're still in it. Um, I was going to say Hibs. I was going to say Hibs. No, you're still in it. I was going to say Hibs, but they get fucking kicked out. Um, so Aberdeen will win the League Cup, um, which will bring joy to many dandy dons. Europe will, f- ah, do you know what, we'll finish third. Uh, that's my honest answer. I think we'll take a big scalp. I think we'll beat somebody at Parkhead, but we'll take a doing it away. Um, and I think we'll finish third. And we'll last longer in Europe than Haunted FC this year. Um, I'd be shocked if they made the Champions League. I'd be even more shocked if they made it out of the Europa League group. So there's that. And then what was the other one you want? A player of the year? Um, player of the year and then just shot. David Turnbull will be the player of the year. He, everybody's looking at Hatati, um, and quite rightly so, because he's been brilliant, but Turnbull's like the, the one for Arthur in the field. He's just stalking him from behind, and he's ready to come through this season. Um, he'll score a lot of goals. He'll set up even more, and he'll win the player of the year award. And my shock prediction, although there's fucking academic after yours, Dan, but my shock prediction will be... I've got two, but... I've, I reckon this year we'll have six players that score at least ten goals. And but within that, right, within that, both Kyogo and Dragomax will score thirty each. But ah, there you go. I'm not gonna predict I'm I'm not gonna predict that fucking Stephen McManus, you know, takes the team to the Europa League final or anything like that. But you probably get a Motherwell job soon, I don't know. That's not a bad shout, actually, played there, didn't he? Um, but I'll I will let Andy go before I come back with the reader's predictions. Right, Andy, on you go. You complete your predictions before we get on to the listeners. Yeah, I'm actually, we, I want to say a treble, but something, I don't know, something's in my mind just saying there's going to be a, a slip-up or just a fucking dodgy decision. Something, just something stupid's going to happen. Um, we've got visions of the dialer um, game against Inverness with a horn ball. Just something fucking ridiculous in the League Cup. Um, and that that's what knocks us out of that. But so I'll say a double. Um, I reckon Hearts will win the League Cup, and then we'll beat them in the Scottish Cup final. Um, I think what else was it I predict? Europe. Uh, actually, I agree. I reckon we're going to next third. Um, I think at home we'll we'll always get a good account of ourselves in all the games. But I reckon away we'll probably be a by a tall order. Um, I think there's. We're not going to get a favourable draw. We're not going to get the draw we want, but hopefully it's it's not as bad as it could be. I reckon we'll drop into the, the Europa League, um, and again a favourable draw in that, and, and we'll win. We'll win a post knockout tie after Christmas, which would be lovely. Um, what else? I need player of the year. Yeah, player of the year. Mate. See, I've been banging the Hattie drum for the end of last season, and I really don't like to fall away from it just because it's he's, he's had such a good a good preseason. I think you're going to see so much quality for that boy. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stick with Hattati. Uh, I think it'll, the only thing that will do him out of it will be, if, as, as Danny mentioned, if, if one of the one of the front men bang in a, a mental amount of goals, then that's the sort of thing that, 
that takes these awards away, um, particularly in, in the sort of modern day, if you like, it's, it's goals tend to, tend to grab a lot of headlines. So I think it'll be a hit higher unless one of the one of the front men do go and buy in 30 or something like that. Um, and just my mental predictions are it's left eye. It's indeed. After, after yours, nothing I can commit with sounds mental because yours is just a weird way to admit you've been drinking since 12 o'clock today. But I'm going to say... We'll see another hat trick in a Glasgow derby. Um, so I think the last one was Dembele. I think we'll see another one by a Celtic player in a derby. I'm glad you clarified by a Celtic player. Though. That's definitely reassuring. <laughs> see the see the <laughs> it was. Like I was between two mental predictions. And I thought that was a less mental one that I said that. Let's hear uh, your other well, one. He's my, my other one was that Matt O'Reilly will be a Celtic player in September the first. There you go. But I, 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 did, I would have just looked stupid in a month and. I see I Fucking deprit, you you do need you, you're right. <laughs> but, you right. See in three months when O'Reilly's wearing the captain's armband because McGregor's on the bench, then I'll look I'll look like fucking Nostradamus, I guess. My other one was gonna be that'll take ten off someday, but I've been doing that for years. <laughs> well, aye, that's that's everybody heard us, but we did reach out to listeners on Twitter, we asked for your mad predictions and some of them are mad, some of them are a bit realistic, but we got some response. There was no we'll not have time to read them all out, but Danny's got a few he's gonna read out and me, Andy and Daniel pop in if we've got any sort of reaction to it. But uh, maybe somebody else has said McGregor's gonna get dropped as well, but I doubt it. Oh, Nobody said that actually. Um, you'll be surprised, you know. Um Andy Agnes, good friend of the show, good man all round. He says, we'll have an undefeated home record by the end of the Champions League group stage and we'll take at least one big scalp. I quite like that one. Mark, 67, good egg. David Turnbull will be a crucial player in all competitions and we'll end the season with more goals and assists than Hitati and O'Reilly, which is cool. Some people talk about penalties. Somebody thinks we'll get more penalties than Rangers. Somebody thinks VAR will give them more penalties than us. Um, Charlie Foster says pies will go up to £4.73 by the end of the season. Um, oh, damn, we've found one that's as mad as yours. Liam King, good friend of the show, says, and we'll leave before the split. Which is the one that's actually, let's get 11 replies. That's the one that's the most um, thingy. And I'll pick one. <laughs> Aidan, the, the arsonist, he, he's put it saying, my Aidan will have a mullet by me. So here's Tony, mate. For you, you know, have a Tony, might end up going to the same barbers. Um, and that's about it. I think the rest of them are pretty good. Somebody else has agreed with me about, well, not agreed with me, agreed with my reserve pick about 10 goals. But I think that's it. The rest of them are just kind of. A wee bit daft, but um, aye, that's that. Um, so the listeners are as mad as us, it would seem. Some of them are right right there. But... I know, some, you, I mean, Dan, I don't know why you were so conservative with your views. You should have been more. Uh, <laughs> should have took a gap. I would really try and chop these next time. But <laughs> see, see, here's another one. Here's a wacky prediction. I'll say that, see, when VAR comes in and it starts getting decisions the way they should, I think, I think that mob will walk off the field. I know, just had enough and realise that the game's up for them. But no, that's us coming close to an hour now, so I know we've left it quite late to the season starting, so I'll not leave it too long to get this out. Uh, we will be back next week after the Aberdeen game to review Celtic's first game of the season. Uh, Hold on. Right, go for it, Dan. Right, so we'll play Rangers in the Scottish Cup final, right? But it'll be that controversial because we've won the league that they'll demand a foreign ref. So the SFA will go to the FA for a referee, and Bobby Madden will come up and referee the cup final. <laughs> Fucking Stone Cold music hits a DJ's cell phone, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, 
I'm sure it'll be another enjoyable season, especially when VAR comes in. I'm sure we'll have nothing to talk about. But no, as I say, we will be back next week. Be sure to keep an eye on the YouTube. There's some excellent content going up on there, especially with the new pod teams, Brian and Kieran. They've been doing some good stuff. I know Brian had Liam McGrandles on. Uh, so that's on there we're going to get a few more interviews planned we're going to put them on there so if you like that sort of content go over to the Four Times YouTube channel and subscribe and you'll be able to not miss a beat when you're wanting your Celtic fix but we will be back next week and it is good to be back we will hopefully be back reporting on a Celtic win next week cheers all the best enjoy the season
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.